This is the Not Your Mother's Pelvic Floor Podcast. I'm your host and pelvic floor's best friend, Aaliyah. I'm a pelvic floor physio and the founder of Box Wellness Co. Every week, I'll be talking about the things women don't talk about, taboos about our body, our health, and so much more. Welcome to another episode of the Not Your Mother's Pelvic Floor Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you for taking the time to tune in and learn something about your body. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star rating and a review if you have the time. This really helps, and I appreciate this so much. Today, we are talking all about the breath. It's episode 27, and it's just me and you. I'm really excited to talk about this really important concept of the breath because it really impacts our pelvic health and our overall health. So breathing is at the foundation of your pelvic floor function, mobility, and health. In my clinic, it's often the first thing I look at, whether my patient knows it or not. And it's a topic I cover in pretty much all of my online workshops and programs. Here is why. Our breath is so powerful. So, so powerful. Obviously, we need to breathe to stay alive. And it's a process that just happens without us thinking about it. But that's not exactly the type of breathing I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about three intentional ways to breathe that influence how our pelvic floor moves, reacts, and feels. To set the foundation, let's briefly go over the mechanics of breathing. When we inhale, our lungs fill with oxygenated air, which makes its way into our bloodstream and circulates throughout our body. When we exhale, our lungs deflate and we get rid of waste in the form of carbon dioxide that our blood has picked up along the way and moved into our lungs. This is clearly an oversimplification, but it will do for now. Something else that happens when we breathe is that our diaphragm, our primary breathing muscle that sits underneath our ribcage, it contracts and moves down as we inhale. It does this to permit space for our lungs to expand. When our diaphragm lowers, the contents of our abdomen, like our organs, they also move down due to the change in pressure that our diaphragm lowering causes. Now, ideally, our pelvic floor should also expand and lower in the presence of this pressure change. So we inhale and our diaphragm lowers while our pelvic floor lowers too. When we exhale, both our diaphragm and our pelvic floor will spring back up. The two of them move together. They're besties. So we can see from this breakdown that our breath can move our pelvic floor, allowing it to lower and lift with each inhale and exhale breath. This isn't always the case though. In some bodies, this feels really hard to do. We may breathe using our accessory muscles, like the muscles of our neck, our shoulders, our chest. When this is a case, we may see our chest and shoulders rising a lot when we breathe in. 
we may see the muscles active in the front of our neck and shoulders. This is a pattern that is present when we aren't allowing our diaphragm to move as much. And it's our primary breathing muscle, so we really do want to let it do its thing. To find out if this might be a pattern you hold, place one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly. Look in the mirror while you do this too. What happens when you breathe in? Do you feel or see your shoulders and chest rise a lot while your belly doesn't move too much? If you're always sucking in your belly, as many of us are, I can guarantee that you're struggling to let your diaphragm move well, and in turn, not allowing your pelvic floor to move with each breath. So let your belly go and try again. Do you see your chest and shoulders rising more? Do you see your belly filling? Do you see a little bit of both? Now you can take it one step further and place your hands on your rib cage on the sides of your body. Do you feel any expansion under your hands as you breathe in? And maybe the collapsing of your rib cage or the closing as you breathe out? Now, what we want to see and feel is the following. We want to inhale to feel the rib cage expand all around and the belly gently fill while the pelvic floor lets go or lowers down. I often see people who can figure out the ribs and the belly part, but the pelvic floor part, that's really hard. People often feel their pelvic floor lifting up as they inhale and pushing down as they exhale. This would be the opposite movement from the way that our body is designed to move as we breathe. If you find that you're struggling with this, either with the concept of it or actually doing it in your body, I want to tell you that it's okay. You are breathing just fine. You're here. You're alive. You're listening to this podcast. That's proof that you're breathing just fine. There is nothing wrong with you. Breathing this way intentionally is hard. And if you're looking to improve the way that you're breathing with intention, then this is a good place to start. Just place your hands on your body, focus on your breath, and see where it travels through your body. Work towards allowing your breath to expand your rib cage, fill your belly gently, and fill your pelvic floor too. This type of breathing is called diaphragmatic breathing and in itself is a really powerful tool. It can help settle down your nervous system, decrease stress and anxiety in the moment, improve focus, decrease your pain experience, release muscle tension, and so much more. Honestly, it's a great tool to have in your toolkit for life. I teach this to my son. It's one of the go-tos for managing those big feelings and emotions, pain and fear. I personally rely on this a lot for helping me feel less anxious in the moment. So diaphragmatic breathing is just one of the powerful ways our breath can impact our pelvic floor. 
one of the ways that our breath can move our pelvic floor. It's something I teach all of my patients and remind them to use it in all of the scenarios I just mentioned, but also when they're in labor and experiencing painful contractions, when they're having a pap test that is typically painful for them and they're nervous about it, when they're working through fears about painful sex, and even when they're having sex that has historically been painful, when they get the strong urge to pee and they often end up peeing their pants if they don't get to the bathroom right away, and when they wake up with that back or pelvic pain. It seems so simple, but diaphragmatic breathing is really impactful and can help manage and improve our pelvic health in so many different ways. Now, there are two other ways to breathe that I'd like to tell you about, and both are pretty amazing and useful tools for different reasons. And they both sort of build on the concept or the technique, if you will, of diaphragmatic breathing. So the first one is the core breath. The core breath is a way of breathing that recruits the deep core system. The deep core system or the inner core unit is made up of the diaphragm, the pelvic floor, the deepest layer of the abdominals called the transversus abdominis, and small spinal stabilizing muscles called the multifidus. Basically, for this core breath breathing strategy, you inhale diaphragmatically allowing the ribcage to expand, the belly to gently fill, and the pelvic floor to lower. Then you forcefully exhale through an open mouth, usually making a small O shape with your mouth or a shh sound. And as you exhale and force that air out, you gently lift the pelvic floor. That deep abdominal layer or the transversus abdominis will turn on at some point, in order to help you push that air out. Then you inhale, let everything expand, and exhale to repeat the process. That is the core breath. And by itself, it's a great core strengthening exercise to do this core breath as a way to kind of warm up and connect to your pelvic floor and deep core muscles before exercise. You know, doing that in standing or sitting or all fours. You can also use it when you're doing things throughout your day, like lifting the bag of groceries, rolling over in bed when you're eight months pregnant, lifting your toddler out of the crib, or really any other time you're exerting yourself. Incorporate it into exercise intentionally to involve your deep core and pelvic floor. You can time that exhale at the hardest part of the movement or the exercise. So for example, when coming up from a squat or rising up from a deadlift, pushing up from a push-up, curling up from a sit-up, and so on. So the hardest part of the movement, you can use this core breath strategy as you, as you exercise. And at a more advanced level, you can learn to manipulate this core breath to take little sips of air in and let little bursts of air out to re-engage the deep core in an exercise that lasts a longer time. For example, holding a plank. If you're holding a plank for 10 or 20 or 30 or 60 seconds, 
you're not going to be able to exhale one time for that entire time without passing out. So you can learn to manipulate the breath, taking little tiny sips of air in without releasing all of that deep core connection. And you can push the air out with these little bursts of exhales to re-engage, tighten up that deep core connection to give you more strength and stamina throughout that exercise. So essentially, this core breath strategy is a fantastic way to train your deep core to support you as you move, strengthen the pelvic floor, protect and stabilize your body, train the deep core system, including the pelvic floor, to be automatic and to work with your breath as it's designed to be. I teach this to every pregnant person I work with. It's such a valuable exercise. Aches and pains during pregnancy are really common and learning this particular breathing strategy and when to use it really helps people get strong and also helps to manage aches and pains that might show up with everyday movements like rolling in bed, getting out of a chair, and so on. It also helps pregnant people understand how to use their breath to allow them to keep exercising safely. It's also fantastic to master this during pregnancy so postpartum healing is smoother and strengthening is quicker. Once we've already established that sort of mind-muscle connection, it's much easier to regain that postpartum or after injury, right? Learning this during pregnancy and practicing the core breath during pregnancy also helps to strengthen that deep abdominal muscle layer, which can help the uterus push the baby out. Obviously, we're talking about a vaginal birth here. The pelvic floor muscles themselves don't push the baby out. It's our uterus that's contracting and pushing the baby out, but our deep abdominal muscle layer, the transversus abdominis, we can use that muscle to help us help our uterus push. Um, I will definitely have another podcast episode in the near future talking about this. But this type of breath is valuable for all of us, like not just pregnant people. If we talk about someone who lifts heavy weights, this type of breath the sharp and forced exhale that intentionally recruits the deep core. This can help us get through that last rep when we're tired or feel like we can't make it. It can provide that stiffness and stability needed to squat or deadlift weights that are heavy. I'm talking like around body weight or more. So it's a powerful breath. It's helpful. It's protective. I regularly use this type of breath when I lift heavy things in the gym. And when I do sort of exert myself just in my day-to-day. I find it really useful, helpful, and it's also sort of an automatic thing that happens. I will often exhale without thinking about it intentionally, but it was something that I built intentionally over many years. Okay, so the last type of breathing I want to go over that again is super practical and useful is the push breath. Now this is a useful way to breathe when we need to push something out. Think of a hard poop. Think of a baby. When we need to push something out, we need to create pressure in our body and direct it down and out of a hole. In the case of a poop, it's the anus. In the case of a baby, it's the vagina. In both cases, those holes or the muscles around them need to be open, relaxed, and lengthened. Unlike the core breath that we just went over, when we are using our breath to push, we don't want to have that lift of the pelvic floor muscles. 
we want to feel the muscles open. Imagine this, you haven't pooped in a couple of days and you know it's going to be big and probably hard and maybe painful, so you have to push. But as you push, you squeeze your cute booty hole shut. It doesn't make any sense. It's like closing the door as you try to walk out of it. It's not successful yet. This is something that does happen both in the poop situation and the baby situation. Many times we hold our breath to push during a bowel movement or birth and we hold tension in or close the muscles down there. It's counterproductive, it's painful, and can lead to all sorts of problems. Instead, let's learn and use the push breath. For this, you inhale just as you would for that very first breath we learned, that diaphragmatic breath, inhaling to feel the rib cage expand and the belly gently fill and the pelvic floor lower down. Now here's where it gets different. For the push breath, you exhale through that open mouth while keeping your belly big, i.e. holding pressure in there, and you direct the force down and out the appropriate hole. The pelvic floor stays low and open, not lifted and active as it is in the core breath. This is a game changer for bowel movements, for birth. I truly spend a lot of time teaching this to people and the payoff is huge. It's so worth it. So give this a try. Breathe in gently and slowly. Feel your body expand. Then keep that belly big and make it hard as you blow out through your mouth and push down. Here are two tips for you if this feels hard or you don't get it. One is to blow into a closed fist to really get the sensation of building pressure in your body and getting that belly hard. And two is to visualize your pelvic floor. Visualize all the holes down there opening. Now this push breath is definitely different from holding your breath and bearing down or pushing. You are exhaling as you do this. You're keeping your glottis open, which makes the push breath a more pelvic floor friendly way to have that ginormous poop or birth a whole entire human out of a relatively small hole. So there we have it, a rundown on three powerful ways you can use your breath to support you and your pelvic floor. Use diaphragmatic breathing to support your nervous system, to help you relax, to help you feel more calm in the moment, to lessen your pain experience, and more. Use the core breath as an effective way to strengthen the deep core system, but also to protect your body as you move and lift, and to provide your body with that extra oomph of stability and stiffness you might need when moving heavy things. And finally, use the push breath when you want or need to get something out. If you're going to do one thing for your pelvic floor or you don't know where to start dealing with your pelvic floor problems, or maybe you're confused about what to do for your pelvic floor during pregnancy or as your birth approaches or as you're going along your postpartum journey, or even if you're interested in preventing future problems from creeping up, Connecting to your breath in these three ways is not going to steer you wrong. As I mentioned earlier, it's one of the first things I work on with patients and when teaching people online. If you want more guidance, I can absolutely help you with that. I see patients in my clinic in Toronto. 
virtually within Ontario, and I have online programs for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, and an amazing pelvic floor program that's appropriate for anybody at any life stage. And that particular program goes into the breath in great detail. The pregnancy, birth, and postpartum programs or courses also talk about the breath so much, but if you're outside of those life stages, the pelvic floor mobility program, that's the one that you're going to want to pick up. It's honestly a really great program. It's helped so many people with their pelvic floor concerns, with their back pain, with their body awareness, posture, and so much more. You can learn more about all of these things on my website, www.boxwellness.co. And I'll also put all of the links to the various ways that I can help you in the description of today's episode. If you like this episode and learn something new, share it with a friend. I would love that so much. And I'll see you next week when I'll be back with an amazing guest to chat all about how they were raised and the types of conversations they had growing up. Until then, take really good care of yourself and your pelvic floor. What you hear and learn on this podcast isn't a substitute for medical advice. These conversations are for education and entertainment only. Yes, I am a pelvic floor physiotherapist, but I'm not your pelvic floor physiotherapist. Please reach out to your healthcare provider with any questions.